You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire, and you can try it for free by visiting ZipRecruiter.com slash break it down. Welcome back to the show, Downers. I have the privilege of doing the intro for the podcast in the back of my tour bus on tour. Emery's in Orlando tonight, and we just got off stage. So I'm standing in the back of the bus right by the bathroom talking into a microphone. I'm about to upload a podcast. I wanted to get one out to you guys, even though I was on the road this week. And I had a pretty neat opportunity I thought you might like, and that is just to kind of hang out with us on the bus. Now, we're out on the road right now with As Cities Burn, and so I thought it the fun thing to do would be put as many microphones as I could into my portable H6 recorder, which is six. So I got six mics and got most of the guys from ACB and a couple of Emory guys to sit down, and we just hung out and hit record for a while. We talked about the music business and old shows and big shows and little shows and what all that's like. A lot of fun stuff in there, and uh, I think it was a cool conversation, so I thought it'd be very fun to share. Uh, it's, uh, let's see who's on it. TJ from Ass Cities Burn, Stephen Keach, who used to be the singer of Haste the Day, is now their bass player. Aaron Lunsford's there, Devin from Emory's here, Toby is here, and I think that's about it. I think that's who's most mainly on the podcast. But here's a, a quick show note. In the middle of it, we start talking about some demos that people used to send into labels or people give to bands. There's some really bad demos that are kind of legendary and some people had, and we were talking about them, and I did find those, so you'll know, you know what I'm talking about when you get there. And so I went ahead and put some clips from those two demos that I referenced in the episode at the very end. So stick around and listen to that at the end of the episode. All right. I hope you guys enjoy this one. If you are in Florida this weekend, Miami, Tampa, and Jacksonville are still left. We're out on the road and get those tickets at emorymusic.com. The show today is sponsored by Rockabilia. I've been doing that for a little while. That company is good. If you want to get some merch, if you want to get a t-shirt, a beanie, a poster, and it's not just band stuff, but that's what I think is the cool stuff they've had. This company's been around a long time, and they do almost everything on their website now. So go to rockabilia.com, pick out some officially licensed merch, get it. You'll be supporting the bands and a cool company and this podcast, and you can get 15% off if you use the promo code PCBREAKITDOWN. Okay, here comes the episode. Break it down, Dada. Break it down, oh, break it down. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, let's start TJ. Oh, we got TJ and Aaron and Keach here. But uh, let's talk about that basement show the other night, and more specifically, talk about doing that basement show like that to, which is like the smallest show you can play to that big show we play Saturday night, like the biggest show you could play. So let's talk about that. Well, you know, we just. You know, we gave it 110%. <laughs> you know, no matter no matter how many people are there, we just try to give it our all because, you know. <laughs> Which one did you like more, for real? Well, Get that mic up, too. Um, man, you know, the house show, you, you can never get better than a house show. I mean, uh, on the way to the venue after the house show, going to Rocktown, Cody's riding with me. 
you pull up, there's a load in all this thing, and Cody's just like, "F this." <laughs> I saw, I saw really cool stuff. The thing about that house show is that I, and this sounds cocky, but I was like reading on Twitter and like people posting on Facebook. That house show is it was insane, and people are like, "That was legendary." Like that show was insane, and we will always remember it. We will always remember when As Cities Burn played that seventies house in <laughs> yeah. Nashville, That's Tennessee, crazy. right? And that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. As Cities Burn is legendary. Do you take that seriously when somebody says that, or you just think they're silly? No, I mean, it's like, kind of silly. But that show, I think, if you were there, yeah, it'll always and the, how old we are as a band, mm -hmm. and it's announced that day it was yeah. everything like nobody knew That's there was that show until yeah. that day i, I yeah. thought us announcing it at midnight which is technically the same day was too late like, get up was, on tj was, you're up front man you I get was, on the microphone i was worried that 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 was not enough time to get people there but obviously i was uh wrong again uh, again yeah wrong again <laughs> <laughs> uh no it was fun uh, you see I think the house show was more of, of our, our friends, but you saw like some of that come to life with people that we just have normal conversations with, like pushing me into the drums, saying yeah. the words. What'd uh, you do? Tear the light down first thing, um, right off the ceiling? Yeah. Like in the I first don't know song? If that was first thing. Uh, of course, none of, none of it's planned. It may have been second, I think. It was second really thing. Early. I had a lot to drink, too. I hadn't played a show in. We were all. I think that's what you. Years. That's what you do so at a, a little, house show. Low, that's, I don't really get nervous before shows. More of anxious. So just like to pass the time, you kind of have a few drinks, and then it was like a, a bottle of whiskey was gone. Yeah. Well, it was. So. A, it was the environment was great because it was out. It was just a backyard party. I was. I had Bridget there, and I was like, "This is what fire. This is what a party yeah. should be like." It was just people. Standing around, somebody dragged a bunch of wood up and started a fire yep. with no, just all of a sudden. It was like a redneck party, mm. totally. And it was like a bunch of people standing around the backyard, and then we all went inside and watched them play, and that was it. Like, yeah. And it was full, and it felt like a real show, but small, probably better. And I mean, I think probably people could enjoy it, it even more than the lot, big. A lot somebody of smiling, like you see just like people that didn't even really, maybe they didn't know our band, but they were just there. Right. But like every just seemed like everyone had just like a smile on their face they're just like wow like we're so close to them yeah and it's so loud and like you know our band is energetic i think uh and i think that just kind of i wouldn't say it and like moves people but whenever you get that many people in a room wanting the same thing it's just kind of crazy i mean people got saved <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we're for sure this is what's funny for me is i was sitting on my uh Shay Lounge, I guess that's what it's called. Chase. Chase, Chase Lounge. Lounge. Shay. And I chose that over a legendary show. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't get out of that. Like, I was like, I'm not going to go see a legendary show tonight. I'll see I'm, him next week. I, maybe there'll be another yeah. one. There probably has to be, but I there, I wouldn't even have gone. But like what y'all are saying is the house show, just because it's at a house, they got to see ACB at a house. The venue, the setting mm. made it that much better. Yeah. Because yeah. then you played a show in front of a thousand something people. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't legendary or it was. You know, it no. can't, the bigger the show, it can't be legendary. If you see 
Foo Fighters or YouTube in an or something in an arena. It's so it's neat yeah. because of the well, production is impersonal, but it's not it's like, legendary. It's not a personal interaction yeah. with the band or whatever. You so know? you'd rather see your favorite band out on a bad PA in a basement, one hundred ninety people. Definitely. If well, I could see like, Foo Fighters in right. the same best basement, it would be legendary. It would be of course. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it actually would be. Well, I thought it was cool because there was no real money. I think mean, it was like five dollars or something. But there wasn't. Right. I mean, it was a basically just a figure out how to do it kind of thing. Right. So no money exchange, and you can have a better show than – I mean, the show at the big show was just crazy. I mean, it was a 1,000 people, and it was expensive tickets, and the venue cost you – we spent $5,000 renting the venue to do the big show, just on the venue alone. TJ, after the show, was so drunk, he wanted to give all the money away. The owner of the house show comes up to us, we're like ready to settle up, and I'm just like – Apparently, the nicest guy whenever I drink. So <laughs> let's just give it all to him, man. They deserve it. They're local bands. Like, and Aaron's like, I've got three kids. My How much was it? Elbow. Like, my wife you know, fell off a porch and broke yeah. her arm, shattered her arm. Uh, 300 bucks. What, 150 people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you stop them from, yeah. from giving it away? No, I just, I wasn't well, mad. I was just like, wait, wait, what do we The look on his why? face was, priceless. why would we do like, that? TJ, why? What have you been thinking about? Like, what? And, and okay, the funny thing was, and we didn't talk about it that night, but at one point we were going to give it all away, and we would have ended up having to pay our hired guitar player $100 to play that show. <laughs> so not only we would have given all the money away, yeah. and... You brought your own beer, brought, yeah. right? Everybody had a plastic bag out back with yeah. beer in it. So bought beer, bought whiskey, and bought a guitar player. Yeah. Anyway, so we, I did redeem myself in the group text message the next day. I, I, I apologize for my... Uh, <laughs> for your you generosity. Yeah. Did you also get in trouble for standing on the drums? <laughs> There, well, the owner of the drums, it was a nice drum set. It was um, a very nice drum set. Like a $4,000 kit. <laughs> you know, you're not thinking about those things in the moment. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe three songs in after that guy is just kind of cringing, like just seeing how heavy I am. Uh, he just politely came up to me and said, hey, man, uh, could you stay off the drums? Which, you know, you got to respect it. Yeah. Uh, so we stayed off the drums. <laughs> Until the front row just pushed you into it, yeah, <laughs> yeah like ten was, times. Well, yeah, yeah. Did you hear? Did you hear me, TJ? At the beginning of the show, I said, "Because uh, um, Zan told me he was like, hey, will you make an announcement to everyone not to hang on the rafters?" Oh no, I missed that. And one. I was like, I was like, okay, everybody, don't hang on the rafters. They're not real. They won't support you. And then TJ, and then TJ hung instant. on the rafters <laughs> and he fell down. Yeah. Pulled a light down. Pulled a light yeah. down. Yeah. Hey, thanks to Cooper Collins if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Putting putting that back up together. He had a whole toolbox out there. That's the guy that built the fire. Oh, yeah. That guy's a cool handyman. He built the fire. He showed up right after we finished playing with power tools and fixed the whole lighting, like the whole thing that TJ Rick. He built a small fire, and then somebody found a dry Christmas tree, oh, which is yeah. the best treat in the world if you got a fire. Yes. A, it a is ironic, though, how you like, as a, your band progresses, like, that's where you start out in house shows. Yeah. That's, that's and where, they're not good. And then, like, you, you look to go to a, a yes. to be able to play a rocket town for 1,100 kids with barricades where you would think as a band, yeah, yeah. That, that you would potentially like the show where you ultimately began is cool to go back to and revisit. What'd y'all feel about the big show? I thought it was great. I mean, it was a great it was show. But yeah. I mean, there's nothing bad about that. It's just, no. 
There is no but, really. It was a good show. Well, no, you can't show. feel the intensity the same. <clears throat> right. It's just different. It's a totally different experience. Yeah. I don't like the stage being different. so big. Yeah, that's... Yeah, like, that's it's, I feel like I have to jog to yeah, around or else... You, yeah, you just feel like yeah, you have to move. Bump into a single well, person in my band. Barricades are just like a, a weird <laughs> thing weird. that go yeah. in my head where it's just like everybody seems so far away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, I guess they're for safety. I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand the barricade thing anyway. None of our fans were going to do something if the barricade wasn't there. Right? Well, you get the Kinda guy like, that gets on stage and well, puts his yeah. arm around you and sings two verses. That might be better, though, <laughs> on a giant cool. stage or something like that, like a goofball or something. You just push him into the audience or something like that. No, I've seen you get mad at that guy a million times. Oh, yeah, yeah. I No, you're right. I have gotten mad at that guy, but I'm just saying it's, the barricade doesn't – does it that stop that? For example – I saw people crowd surf, and then those Rocket Town security guards immediately come and shut them down. That yeah. does take away from the fun of the show. Yeah, I think so. I too. would rather the guy get on stage and me be mad, and it be a more fun show than it be taken care of. Like that's worse in a way, yeah. right? Because everybody goes, "Well, we can't do this." Like people were asking me, "We can't crowd surf, or we can't do whatever." And in that, what happened with Under Oath? Didn't Under Oath yeah. at that venue get in a fight with the security? Yeah, I think that was the same thing. It was a big. It's a big deal. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's too much to even get into. Were you there, Keach? I was there. Yeah, what happened? Just give me a. Download. He said he doesn't want to talk he about it. He, he wants to talk there. about it. <laughs> oh, he's got conflict of interest. Oh, I see. <laughs> you want to talk about it? I don't want to talk about it. We'll get in. It'll get too far deep into it, and then Aaron and I, we disagree on a few things, not everything. I'd love to. Well, hear let's this. just hear. Yeah, yeah, just it's fair. Do it? Yeah, I don't yeah, care. Okay, sure. all right. We'll I'm your, not offended uh, by right, how you got to give your 30 second we'll elevator. Yeah, let's all right. Here's a we'll we'll give, give the setup we'll to what happened. Uh, <clears throat> all I heard was the security guards were being dicks. So there's a, there's two. So there's uh, Rocket Town employees, and then there's the hired like security guard, whatever mm -hmm. that Rocket Town hired. Right. Um, they were being kind of dicks. You know, they're. Most yeah, they were yeah. being security guards, which usually they don't give a crap and they just kind of do whatever, unless they're exceptional security guards. What were they doing to the crowd? Like pulling them down from crowd yeah, surfing they were, or something? Yeah, or? kids were some kids were getting kicked out for crowd surfing if it was like their third time crowd surfing oh, yeah. or whatever. Um, they're maybe rule. being a little yeah. bit. They're maybe being a little bit rough. Maybe a little rough. Yeah. The kids, right? Like you're supposed to be there to help, but yeah, go ahead. Right. Yeah, like pull the them down. The thing a that hard, triggered. Yeah. Under oath, which I don't blame them because they didn't know the whole story. Sure. And I don't know, you're up there, you're heated, it's all like kind of your thing. And you see some type of in, what you think is injustice and you like lash out, you yeah. know, you like stand up for the, the little people. What happened was there was a kid, he did something really, you know, terrible, like hit a girl or something. Uh huh. Uh, and my buddy Gabe, he grabbed him. Who is a Rocket Town employee? He's a Rocket Town employee. He right. grabbed him and dragged him outside because you do that kind of crap. It's just stupid. Mm -hmm. Why would you want that person in the show? It wasn't crowd surfing that he grabbed him for. Yeah, it was like, or maybe he did, maybe he like punched a girl while he was like, maybe he did the, I don't know, the thing where you run and jump and. Let me see if I'm yeah. tracking. Aaron is pro. Abuse against people. right. Yeah. That was yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get his side in a minute. Oh, yeah, we'll get your side in a minute, Aaron. But you There's want women to be punched. <laughs> yeah, you're pro punching women, Aaron. Lunsford. So that was the that seemed to be the the from what they saw, they just saw you're another person getting kicked out by a Spencer rocket town employee. A okay, uh, you know this is crap. Let's you know whatever. Right. So 
it all gets crazy. And that kid was just, you know, the dude. Deserved to get kicked out. He deserved to get kicked out. Apparently. And then the un- what did Underoath do from stage? They called uh, him out. So you know, they called out Gabe specifically. They, uh, um, I mean, this part gets kind of cool, actually, because that's when they got at the very end of the set they got all the kids up on stage very dangerous thing to they do but it was set, also the, the, really the kids punk to they said get the up first here. 50 people on stage get, get a free free, free merch or oh, something wow. like that yeah it's they incited a, a full-on riot at so they weren't Town. chasing safety <laughs> they were not chasing <laughs> they safety. were not chasing safety uh so i mean it is like on one hand i think it's super cool because it is punk rock we were talking about that the other day on the other hand, it's super dangerous, and what if the stage collapses and right. yeah. a bunch of people get hurt? That's not really going to be yeah. an under. Like, it was it was a punk type of move sued. to say, "Get up here, come get at us." You can get over these security guards if y'all yeah. all come at the same time. Let's, yeah, let's. Dis- so I'm torn about that. That's seems kind of cool, but I think that I I don't know. I think Rocket Town gets a bad rap. Yeah, and from, now Aaron, your position situation. is it's okay to punch women and endanger <laughs> right. and yeah. start riots and collapse no, stages on yeah. a lot of people. You want people to die? At shows. I, I mean, I was there too. I, I wrote a blog about it because I saw a lot of people complaining about Under Oath, saying how they're. I didn't know dicks. you wrote a blog oh, about weird. it. That's I heard. <laughs> see, I didn't know that. That's why you wrote a, a blog about it because everyone that I read was complaining about Rocket Town. Now I saw people complaining about Under Oath. That's like, funny. Saying I didn't how see Under Oath dicks to do it. And my mm. view was that uh, even though the thing the thing that triggered it with Gabe, right. the security guards unknown. were being dicks all night. Right. They were being shitty. And so they did maybe see one thing that was justified, but it was a build-up to all the other stuff. And it's being in a band and knowing how security guards are, and it's right. just stupid. And then also, a lot of bands have thoughts about venues like Rocket Town, the way you kind of... They have a history kind of treating you like a, a kid... There's no drinking. Yeah, there's no get, crowd surfing. They used no to make we, we got in yeah. trouble for cussing. Yeah, on yeah stage. they used to make you sign stuff saying what you would right. or wouldn't say, and then but they like well it's, you know it's a it's a venue for kids, a skate park, and I'm like there's no kids at this show, right. like it's adults, and you are paying for it. Like we paid a shitload of money. Right. We paid yeah, many. we paid five thousand dollars. So that's the other side. I guess I don't know. Yes. I'm not, that's not exact numbers. And don't quote yeah. me on yeah, that. Yeah, that's my other side. Is that under oath? It is their show, and. The, it should go how they want it to go, right. really. Yeah, you rent the space. Everybody's there yeah. for you. And, in, yeah, even yeah, though their deals deal. are not set up like y'all's, probably. Right. Still, in, you are paying for it yeah. out of the tickets. So I thought it was awesome what Under Oath did. They were like, this is stupid. Everybody come up on stage and party. And if we never get to play this venue again, then fine. Pardon the interruption, guys, but i got to take a second and tell you about our sponsor for the show today, ZipRecruiter. Now... There's something I feel very strongly about, and that is the people that you work with, the people that you work around, and that you create things with, they need to be the right people. There's nothing more important than those surrounding you, and they need to be competent, and you need to be able to trust them. you got to find the right people. It's kind of always been a challenge for businesses and anybody out there doing anything. It's always been a challenge finding and hiring the right people. And ZipRecruiter knew that there was a smarter way to do it, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies the people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. Now, these invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. In fact, 80% of employees who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And it doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you'll never miss a great match. Now, 
Right now, our listeners can get ZipRecruiter for free. You can try it for free. That's totally for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash break it down. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash break it down. ZipRecruiter.com slash break it down. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Well, this might give you a good idea of what you guys are talking about with Rocket Town. I took a picture of the sign in the green room yep. about the rules. Yeah. One of the rules is, so no profanity or overall unsavory stage banter <laughs> unsavory stage banter yeah let me so give you let me give you a little, little insight on that let me give you a little insight on that rule right there <clears throat> i mean you guys Steve, know you i was doing there. i you was working there, there. You, i was doing sound yeah. for you guys when uh when you were saying yeah, when I said words. a bunch of bad words on stage, uh, well, one bad he was saying over over unsavory over. stage I did banter. Say unsa- yeah, uh, what 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 was the uh, what happened that night? I was talking about Aaron, how Aaron Gillespie got in trouble for coming on Bad Christian podcast and saying the word fuck, and then I alluded to him saying fuck over and over. And he and said over. fuck many. Times. I said, he, <laughs> he I did said say because that. Aaron Lunsford said fuck. It, just because you say fuck means you can't get in trouble because he said fuck, and I kept saying it over and over. Only. Aaron saying Gillespie. it though is Aaron Gillespie. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I actually never said. Fuck. He never said it. He was. <laughs> yeah. But there were families there that left. <laughs> there was a, so I was I was at the sound soundboard and there was just this like family just kind of like you could tell the parents didn't really want to leave, but they had like a five year old kid and maybe a four year old kid or something. Fucking kid. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like kind of. It was just like the. Do 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 do. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like the, the rest of development, the rest of development yeah. walk away sadly. <laughs> the whole thing is really sad. The, <laughs> the under oath thing, though, is it's also a thing like, and I think we all know this. Christian venues and Christian festivals treat you shittier. They do in general. Yep, it is more difficult to reason and work with them and have a good experience uh-huh. as opposed to playing Warp Tour or like yeah. you go play Warp Tour and everything is like. Just Ooh, solid, if, respectful, well, and smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, if Rocket Town, well, you know what I mean. Your own passes. Yeah. If Rocket Town had a bar, the place would make five times what it did that night. Yeah. So it's a more profitable thing. Yeah, yeah. but it you is can't strange. have it. You can't have a bar at like. Okay, so they're registered like a YMCA. Right. So like, it's like it's not necessarily a Christian organization. It's not necessarily, uh, you know. A, so they get some benefit, Whatever. financial benefit from that? Is that why they do that? Uh, no, it's just like the way that they, I guess, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't well, know. I mean, I don't know insurance. all the politics. It's like but a insurance um, and a liquor yeah, license. So it's like a, yeah, yeah. It's, a, okay. it's a youth center. So like um, the stuff that you don't see like the from like the shows and stuff is that um, inner city kids come in. Sure, yeah. And like they, they feed them and That's they fine. give them a place to go after school. So like that being their main purpose, uh, it's like, yeah, I don't know. But it's complicated. I, can talk I, well, about I will it say this. I'll throw a wrench in it. I understand from their standpoint under oath doing that and then they think liability or what yeah. does this mean yeah. it's breaking the rules you do know when you play here mm-hmm. that's what it is it's not so really a place I, for five year olds though I understand say, right? I, I do understand that but at the same time it, it does feel like a little bit of an old model because TJ's exactly right they could make more money for the kids and everything if they sold alcohol yeah. you could do a lot more and I went to a restaurant with my wife before the show and there was five or six guys they were like hey can we drink there do they serve alcohol sure that would be so awesome and they weren't drunk or wasted no. or anything. They just, but so just it makes the show alone. better too. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, a show that big, a thousand people, the bar is doing ten, twenty thousand dollars at least, and if we, not more. It's proven that a place with a bar 
does well or fine. Yeah. But, so why not but this go is to different. Like, this why is not different. go to like cannery? I don't even know. Well, no, you can't. I mean, maybe, you know how the business is. Maybe it was books. I, it was books. Like, yeah. you know, like. True. You would like to. But I mean, because, I mean, always. I think you, you have the, there's the potential to make more money probably in tickets maybe at Rockettown. Yeah, and it was uh, good. I mean, I'm not knocking that place. No, so we played there a bunch about, of times. They yeah. didn't kick us right. out for unsavory stage banter. Yeah, nobody ever does anything about that. I said fuck from stage a bunch of times, and they didn't even mention it to me. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think it's even a bad place. I, I even, I I even like said into the monitor, I said, you're fine. <laughs> I was like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but you did it in that notorious uh, sound guy on the talk back mic voice. That's oh, why Josh talks like that. From stage stage, yeah. Please. Yeah, yeah. Josh, yeah. I always I wonder why Josh talked like that. Yeah. Quietly. That's Josh's normal voice. My it's yeah. sound guy, talk back mic, no matter what design it doesn't for matter you not to be able stage, to understand Josh it or goes, hear That's his volume. That's amazing. I didn't know that. Okay, so what else were we talking about earlier? I thought would be good is the uh, what not. What did you say? You want to write a book about what not to how, how to, to be in a band? How not? Yeah. How to be in a band or what was how like not, for local? Uh, how bands. to be in a band yeah. one hundred and one? You know yeah. how to yeah. how to play a show without taking your cymbals down on the drums. Yeah. What's the stuff that the, what is it? Because it's unbelievable when you get local bands, the situations you get into and there's plenty of local, every band's local until they're not. And some bands yep. that are local are great and professional, wonderful. But sometimes there's, it's, there's some formula, maybe one in five or two out of <clears throat> four, whatever, something in that neighborhood, you get local bands on a show and they just do something ridiculous and counterproductive and, Whatever. So, what are the, some of those we can think of? To what share was the story you're telling us today, Keish, about the the band that showed up <laughs> like at their time? Yeah. So this uh, this band, <laughs> I was I was <clears throat> running a show and <laughs> missteps to avoid if you're in a local band and get to open or play on a big show. Yeah, we're 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 like <clears throat> maybe thirty minutes before doors. They're the first band that's supposed to go on, and they they had just arrived. They're about an hour late. Yeah. And I'm ready for them to get their crap on stage so we can do a sound check and, and everything will be cool. And they show up and I was like, oh, hey, you must be this band. I can't remember what their name was. And they're like, yeah, yeah, cool. I was like, well, you're a little late. You can go ahead and get up on stage. And he goes, uh, yeah, cool. We're just going to we're just going to eat first. <laughs> <laughs> they're already out. Like He's like, yeah, that's totally cool. We're going to. Eat first, then we'll take care of business. <laughs> it's just like get on stage. Well, I'll try to think. Whenever we were we were the local band, like when did we learn what was proper etiquette for being on a show of, of any kind of caliber? Like, do you, I remember you go when we were tour manager. Oh, I remember messing up whenever, yeah. whenever there's a tour with a tour manager. Like they kind of tell you yeah. what to do. Like yeah. you teach you're you. shitty I mean, until you're shamed. I mean, the thing that's yeah, yeah you got to get shamed better. Like. You know, when your set's done, most local bands don't know that the drums don't get broken down on the stage. You bring everything you get off, off quick. Yeah, that. like that's something that you'll just learn over time. This sense of urgency um, is the that's set, the quality. Uh, set that you times want. Entitlement. Are, are, are intended yeah. to make sure that the show goes for the specific time because the venue may close or maybe a curfew. Like if you're supposed to play twenty minutes. That's oh, 20 that's minutes. my. Like, I mean, as tour, tour manager Emory, that was like the thing that. It would keep me up at night, like a local band, just not the the lack of ability for them to not just start on time and finish on time. Yeah. And then, like, you know, I, I would have to regulate it, and I'd be on the side of the stage, and they would start late, 
but for some reason they think, well, we still got to play all our songs. Right. And then whenever I'm like, <laughs> they start late. And then they get to the end of their set. They got one minute left. And they go, all right, we got one more. And I have to yell at them. No, no you're, you're done. <laughs> you don't have one more. And then they go, oh, well, I guess we're getting cut off. I don't get it. I'm like, no, fuck you. Right. You're not getting cut off. Right. Look at the time. You had your you time. You had your time. I didn't make you start late. Fuck you. Right. But honestly, not me. They, Aaron's not mad at all. They no. would ever, just because they play that they one play that song, one, yeah. that, that's going to be yes. it. That's like, it. Right. Oh, also, all these local other band. six songs that they played, I've never heard, and I didn't really hear it. I don't know. I well, mean, like, do you remember when? Do you remember like when you're first starting out? I remember like we'd spend weeks trying to figure out what song we were gonna play first, how we were gonna come out. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, how you're gonna oh, come yeah. out, how you're gonna close the set. It was all very personal to you. I don't know. And well, we, we didn't. At have least that, to me, it like, was. I think, and I'm not saying we started out as a band as Cities Burn, like before there was music out before, but we didn't see a lot of shows. Like we we didn't know what all that stuff was. Like we kind of, um, you know, came up making up things as things were getting to a certain point. So we would have loved to play three songs before like anything else, and just like get in and get out. Oh, we played under our set time all the time. Yeah. I think, I mean, we were, I'm not saying we didn't make mistakes, but we were more aware of the fact that playing longer was not better. Yeah. It was, and so we would bad. always try to go under our set time and be super pleasant. And that did lead Note to that it. bands, it's bad to play long. Play well, of shorter. Of course it is. It's bad, for the, it's bad for the crowd. But it doesn't, that, it doesn't yeah. do you any favors. If you're a, a local band, you've probably got a couple of good songs. Yeah. If you show them all your songs, it's probably yeah. not going to help you. I mean, play your four that or five us best songs. A lot of good shows. All the good shows songs. in Baton Rouge, we would always get because we, yeah, right. And like they need. knew, yeah, th they're a good band to throw on here. So the you've other, never seen a band that you've never seen before and thought, I would just wish they would have played longer. You've oh, that's right. never happened right, to right, you. Right. The, you get to see, you know, Weezer or, play. Or you wanted to play if longer. They did, sure, that's that's what you want. You yeah, and even if so, somebody to go, man, I wish they even if so, it's a giant benefit. That band was awesome. That they wish you played longer. Exactly. I remember when I did Stupid one time, we were a local band. We were a local band in Seattle, and Norma Jean and the Agony Scene and X-Toll came through, and we got to play with them. And I just didn't – I like I lost the power cable to my amp. And so there was this giant line of backline stuff all the way through, and then our amps were in the front, and I didn't have the power supply. And we got to get on, and we got to get off, and I was like, ah, I don't know. And I just went back to the back and just found an amp back there and got the – just took the – power cable from it it was scotty from norma jeans amp he didn't know me he didn't know emory at the time we weren't signed nothing and uh, and i just took it and just used it because it was the same same power cable as my amp and played the whole set and then when we got done and they were coming up there like he saw like i got it i was going to take it back or something like or he was by, by the time i got up there he was back at his amp looking like what the fuck is my power cable what <laughs> and then he looks up and the guy in the local band just has it and yeah. I, I was bringing it back he's like uh, sorry i borrowed i borrowed this man and he just looked at me like i was an idiot like <laughs> he just gave me a disgusted look and then just and i was like okay i just walked away and went straight to the green room and started eating food from yeah. there so. <laughs> yeah. our band never, never, we just thought we're on the show so there's catering i guess that's ours too <laughs> our band never uh benefited from playing any of those shows ever like there's was a few times we play with like norma jean or beloved or something uh, before anybody really knew us, and like we're like, oh, we're stoked for like a month. We're like, we're playing with Norma Jean. Maybe they'll see us play, and they'll like think we're cool, and they'll no, get they assigned care. to their label. I'll tell we'll you one example of ever play like why right. it worked for me. 
begging to get on a show with Haste the Day. And How'd that work? Huh? You were in a band before Haste the Day. Yeah. We begged to be on a show with Haste the Day. Like you showed up at the show? Or no, begged before, we, ahead of time? No, we, uh, we, we knew the production company, Soda Jerk. Yeah. And oh, yeah. We just hit them up all the time. Hey, can we be on the Haste the Day show? Yes. Yeah. We want to be them. And but it worked. Because you, oh, you, you became the lead singer of Haste the Day. I was waiting <laughs> it worked for me. Tell them why it yeah. worked. Yeah. Uh, you know, it worked because it does work. They stole me. <laughs> like the rock star. So movie. everything we've said before that point, yes. throw it out the fucking window. Yeah. Do it actually works. Hey, well, play a over lot your of set time. Think that, uh, get as much attention as you can. Don't play over your set time. Don't do. Don't that. remind well, everyone to stick around for the headline. The entitlement thing is the is the craziest one. What's the one? A couple tours ago where the people were telling us that their dad was a lawyer. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. If, that if punchline sh- to the story. I don't we remember the story was. play or the, cut their yeah. set shorter or something. Yeah. And they, yeah, our dad's a lawyer. Y'all said y'all were going to be on this show. Yeah, and I was the, like, the, the threat no, was, was that their our dad is a lawyer. <laughs> they thought they were playing 30 minutes and they're actually playing only 20. Right. right. Before the show. It was just a miscommunication. Like, no, the set times were 20 minutes. They thought it was 30. And they're like, we planned 30 minutes and our, our dad's a lawyer. Yeah, Holy you tell that. Yeah. Shit. They tell that wow. to Reva or yeah. whoever. Like Reva it's goes back contract. out and they're like, "Well, they're mad about the set and time." And they like, said their dad's a, a lawyer. It's a contract. But they're contractually <laughs> obligated to play <laughs> thirty minutes. About? What's a contract? Like yeah. it was just I, who knows? But it's just phone time, call. You think that email? would be something? You would yeah, guess what? It changed. <laughs> it just goes kidding? to show you that you don't know anything at all. Yeah. You don't know anything. Like, why so, would you think that would so, benefit you to... Right. What so would that, be your gain yeah, to take a national right, touring band you get to us. play with and then have your father, the lawyer, enforce the fact that you get, by legal means, so you, you can play, to play two another more song. song or something. <laughs> like, that's going to benefit you. You got, you got time to dumb. go to court? Yeah. <laughs> Sound like rich kids, I guess, right? Yeah. They were. Totally, yeah. 100%. It's just people that want to... And they're so unaware that it's just not going to work out because I would never play with that band again. Yeah. And in fact, because of bands like that, we stopped playing with locals. So, yeah, Our I mean, band has decided it's so hard to play with locals that we don't even do it. We take out we take out the full tour yeah. stuff. We we have. Dis- oh, I don't think. I mean, now. if we were headlining, I don't think we'd have locals yeah. on a headlining tour. Just because it's they're so unaware and it can be cool. Yeah, they can be, yes. And I love it if you actually see a cool band or they're You can nice get in haste the day good. by being a local. That's you true. Can. But for the most part, it seems like it's a little bit unaware of, wait a minute, what, we're just... Well, we're only see, a good show. Okay, let's so the whole, Felix Culpa. A couple of songs, few songs, and let's... The greatest local band. Show out. The whole thing with, boils down... Yeah, there's tons of good experiences with it, but it all boils down to... The whole point of what makes it so frustrating is we're in an industry where you're a professional and then... And this would be true in the industry. If you're in an industry where you're doing stuff as a professional, and then 20% of the time you're doing legitimate, real stuff with people who are absolute amateurs, that's a weird. Right. It's always going to yeah. be a weird combination. Like it, you know what I mean? If you were that way with anything, it, it just it just gets weird when you take something that's a regular business that works fine. And everybody knows what you're doing. And you bring, you know, a mixture of amateurs and professionals at the same time. It's always going to be crazy. It's always going to be goofy. I think that's part of what makes it weird. Yeah, it'd be like we, if Congress, real congressmen and women had to deal with like high school uh, or student council. Student <laughs> councils. Yeah, yeah, that's right, exactly right. what it's yeah. like. Like, yeah. wait, what the? Yeah, what? Exactly. Like, we, that's, we that's should, like the equivalent. Uh, oh, spill beer. We should at least mention that every local band that has a demo has been signed to a record label. One of the largest record labels 
you know, out there with <laughs> yeah, so yeah. many, like they have so many A&R people that work for them for, for no compensation. And this record label that if you don't know about them, they're called Roadside Records. And uh, on the way here, uh, when we're driving today, uh, Toby's driving, um, said that at the time frame of 2003 to four, that at any point on any U.S. <laughs> interstate, you could look over to the right and there would be a compact disc. Tons there would be a, <laughs> di- a, CD, a CD there uh, with uh, like green and red jewel yeah, cases. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And so that it, what Blood happens as a, as a local band when you're, you make your Serenading. demo. <laughs> something you, you give it to give it to the the headliner that you think is going to pass it on to their people and it ends ends up getting tossed out the window after you listen to it you definitely yeah, listen you definitely to it listen. you have to if listen to it because you you're will, trying to find yeah. the gym the local band if you're a local band you give your cd and you're wondering oh i wonder if they're going to listen to it like they are they probably yeah. are and, and we sure, hope it's really really, really, really not a good, good or really really right. really yeah, bad sometimes it can be really good as possible it's almost as good as if it's really bad. It's yeah, kind of it's, disappointing if it's If it's good. pretty good, yeah. yeah that's you want it like, to be bad. You, you really do. Yeah. The worst, yeah. those ones you kind of keep. The worse, the better. Yeah, well, in yeah. fact, there's the these whole libraries that exist. If y'all ever, I don't know if y'all bumped into them, but there's these whole like libraries that of people that have saved demos, like, uh, and it's just the funniest, worst music ever recorded. Like, and he's got yeah. hundreds of Original these songs. Shirt. It's like, oh, this is my favorite one. It's stuff that people send to Tooth and Nail on cassette. And oh it's my just, god, dude, I'm not gonna lie. Our demos you can sit are there and shit. listen to them. I, to them I have the a, other day. I have a copy of the demo that got. We did you know, epi- us to, We did an episode last year where me and Matt Toby and Matt McDonald from Classic Crime. Mm-hmm. We all listened to, uh, to our a demo. Yeah. Yeah. We listened to As Cities Burn demo and talked about it. I think we did Breath of Water. Or I something. think our our press kit and our touring and whatever we did was the only thing that helped us get get them to look at us. I don't know. Yeah, we it definitely was so the music. But some of these demos and these times the people will send stuff to record labels and it's like a cassette of them talking about song ideas. Like no. I've got this yeah, I promise you there's, yeah, there's one of them that I just love. I wish I, I have, I'll try to I find them some Yeah, I'll my, try to find these sometime right and share them. Well well, I don't know if we could get it piped in the episode, but they're li- you have that same thing? Yeah. Yeah. I have like 45 tracks from there. But okay. If you have going, some of these, I'll try to pipe them I have a song about, now it would be about like angels. Yeah. And then he talks about yeah, the that. And then he sings like, I'm thinking like of. come and save me, come and save, or something like that. And then he goes on to another idea. <laughs> yeah. Just like no wow. music. So it's like just commentary. Just an idea, commentary yeah. on an yeah. I- so a, a vocal sen- idea. He sends wow. it to Tooth Amazing. and Nail to get signed. It's like, uh, so I got this other song It's like. The devil is a bad guy, and I think he'll be a good guy. Yeah. You know, it'd be like something, something like that, like and then we'll go to a second so verse. Good. But I hadn't written that yet, but you, you get the idea. Yeah. Like, he's like pitching the song. You totally understand my yeah. vision right. for this. Yeah. Stuff like that. And there's just there's another one that just I love so much. That uh she sings like a she sings the Bible verse that's uh it's this really pretty piano part. And she sings actual Bible verse that says to, to live is Christ and to die is gain kind of thing. So she sings that a couple of times. And then it goes the next part. So she goes, to, uh, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So she's internalized the lyric to be dying is a good thing. Then there's the break and then the big chorus comes in is and she says, so kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me. Kill me. No. <laughs> it's just it's it's just amazing. It's just a, somebody sitting at a piano in their house with a tape recorder, and then they send this oh into the label. I'll try to find Holy those two. I'm, I'm just I, I don't I have a list of them in years, but if Josh yeah, has them, I'll try and put them on the end of the episode or insert them in here. But it's <laughs> unbelievable. The funny thing too is still getting 
bands CDs and stuff like yeah. that. I don't even have a CD player anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's totally Do you no still chance get, now. I've been off the road I, for a little bit. Yeah. You still get yeah. We'll, people get we'll, download yeah. cards from time to time or web addresses. People email stuff, ask us if know. you know their band can play or right. open or. But I mean, who have you given demos to? We gave one to Chris Caraba in a cafe. Yeah. We didn't even see wow. the show. We just saw him in a cafe we, in Seattle we in gave 2001. Ours. We're like, oh, it's Chris Caraba. He needs a demo. Car got the demo. Love this. Yeah, you know, I think we gave ours the haste to we signed. The, uh, you know, the beautiful yeah. mistake yeah. was one of the bands that that did. I think they liked our demo. Oh, they, he they was like, he was band. like, hey, you got. We played with them. Remember, we opened for Emory and the Beautiful Mistake and okay. Anatomy of a Ghost. That's right. In which Virginia is now, Beach. Oh, yeah, I remember that. We like, hopped on that. You show. were a lo- yeah, you were a local band on a tour we did, but way before we knew yeah, who yeah. you were. That's right. Uh, well, no, we were in Virginia, so we were on tour. You were on tour. Yeah, but we, I, mean, we, I say local as in yeah, you were some sorry, shitty, yeah. whatever. Not unsigned, you were some yeah. unsigned, unsigned shit band. They weren't at very the time. good. Yeah, but Josh. Not on my radar. Yeah, yeah. No, Josh from Beautiful Mistake, though, was really nice to us that night. Nobody in Emory was nice to us. Well, no, <laughs> uh, we're actually anti. Emory's anti nice to unsigned bands <laughs> trying to make it. Well, at that level, you are somewhat starting out, right? You're not yeah, we willing to help. Band. You're not trying to no. help out another band. You're like, yeah, we're our second tour. No, but it was doing good. It was like the show was packed. It was like a really good tour. Yeah. But last my words Church. right now is trying to help out. Someone Cody got broke up on that tour. Someone Cody yeah. got punched through the plate glass win- the window. That was later. Okay. That was when we toured with uh, Beautiful Mistake and Dead Poetic. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cody like and turn Scarlet. Not Scarlet. What something? are they called? Spitfire. Spitfire. Yeah. Cody got punched through the glass. <laughs> well, you can't tell the story now. What happened? Oh, we, we played. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And we were loading at or loading Same at venue, Cody. Right? We're in Virginia Beach. Yeah, basically the venue, the window, the stage is, is at the a back window. Yeah. The, drum the drummer's set up like right by the glass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Facing the beach, uh, Cody's outside looking in, and uh, Spitfire. What's his name? Look like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I don't know the singer. Anyway, he's gonna do a, a punch at the window to kind of like at Cody's face just to joke around with him. Hand goes all the way through the glass, <laughs> shatters <laughs> into Cody's face. Into yeah, Cody's <laughs> face. He gets glass in his eye. No have way. To like the whole show, like shuts down. Um, Cody and I jump in an ambulance and like go to the uh, hospital, and they, I guess, take the glass out. In Nine your eyeball, stitches. it was like here, kind of right. Did like, the guy know that he did that? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, he came outside and was like, "Oh my god." Cody, Cody, I mean, Cody, just looked, Cody looked insane. Cody just had blood like going down his face, and he's like, "What?" Yeah, that's pretty cheap. By the yeah, that's, fairly yeah, that's cheap. pretty good. Three hundred stitches, pretty good. That was Bush's America. It was great. Yeah, that was back yeah. in the day. Back <laughs> when you could have could afford health insurance. Yeah. Have you guys ever done a house? Uh, we know we talked about that earlier, but the house show, like, have you done a house show tour, like a David Bazan kind of thing? We've done living rooms, but that's not the same thing as house show. Like, living room like, shows are these, that like... That would be kind of cool. You know, you mean Don't to do a, a, like, just a like aggressive, heavy? loud, heavy living, like, yeah, like house show all tour. Out, like, make it... After well, we did that show the other night, we were like, well, we should make just do well, well, Okay, so let's see. just do the economics of it. You'd have to charge $50 a ticket. 
But it'd be worth it for us, as we were talking about at the beginning, to make it a legendary thing. So you're saying if you could see the biggest band, like Prince played in Seattle a while back, obviously. What would be? And the he played a thousand cap room, yeah. and he could play an arena. We played a thousand cap room, and the tickets were like a hundred dollars. Two fifty. Two. They were two hundred. Two fifty bucks. Yeah, two hundred fifty dollars, and he could sell them all, and he can create the intimate show, and that's. is what it earns. So if you get the ticket price right, and it really is special, you could go around and play in living rooms and just bring a tiny PA and just you need a certain square footage and maybe bring a couple lights. So what what would you if you you make five thousand dollars if you sold a hundred tickets? How many people would be the minimum at your house to qualify for being able to? you know, be the venue. What do you? How many people do you have to fit in? Hundred would be hundred people. Nice. Hundred at fifty dollars is five thousand total dollars. Wow. You can give the people that own the house five hundred bucks, probably, right? Yeah. There you go. So you can do that. Like, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. It's a good. It's not if you it like doing idea. that. It's not what a bad idea. You probably playing all shitty houses there, right? That's a, you could call it the legendary tour. Legendary tour. Yeah, we are legendary. <laughs> we yeah. fucking legendary. Yeah, we're fucking back. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. You could sell a hundred tickets at fifty dollars. I bet. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you could. You get a t-shirt with. So it have a green room in the third bedroom. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all the houses would be shitty. It'd be like just. Three dudes that live together that don't. There's no. Well, art there's on good the basements we played before. Anything. I mean, there's, probably there's prob- find the place that does house shows. Yeah, in every there's city. probably yeah. one. Yeah, you're house right. show you know the place in Nashville. There's in one in Grand Rapids. Yeah, Grand Rapids, right? Yeah. Like that. Guy, that house, the house we yeah. do in Grand Rapids is great. So I mean, it's definitely possible to do. Isn't it? I mean, that's. I mean, that's what it actually sounds kind of fun. No yeah, it does bands. sound fun. I no, mean, no, no bands. Just, just you. Just you. Just, just one did you have any lights yeah. at your house show or anything? Yeah, yeah they, they, had, they did some. have good lights. Yeah, there was a yeah. guy. Yeah, he brought a full-on it, light if show. If you saw it a video, you'd be like, are they playing an arena? <laughs> <laughs> they were turning. It was kind of like, too they good were like, I was thinking fluorescent light awkward show is what I was thinking yeah. about. But it was yeah. more like good lights in a yeah. basement. It was cool. yeah. would, would, a band, would people pay, you're saying $50 for one band, would someone pay a hundred for two bands? Let's do it. Caliber, Emory, mm. and As Cities Burn. Would that like? Do you think people a hundred people would we pay hundred dollars? But even a fifty dollars show for at a hundred people, twenty five hundred each is pretty good. That's yeah, pretty not, good every, every night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's worth doing. Yeah. Especially, if it's I want fun. to tour in this bus and then set up a like a. Hey, uh, listen, we do a comedy show after Cornerstone the Fest tent by the retaining t- pond at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> And we play a Cornerstone show in every Walmart parking lot. Just go to the edge of the Walmart parking lot and let people circle around. Yeah. Yeah. No, parking parking lots. Bathrooms, snacks, whatever you want. If you could just not get run off, I mean, you'd get run off. Right. But if you could not get run off, that's such an easy idea to do. I mean, I would love that. That's my dream. Emory ACB Haste Today House Show Tour, $200. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but you could between if you had you could definitely. Get, I mean, we do acoustic shows where it's just if Toby and Devin and I go and we make sure we talk and hang out all night. That we do that at fifty dollars and it yeah. works fine. And we we do up to and people are happy to do. It. They don't feel yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah. It, it totally works. So a full band, fifty dollars, and you definitely need a hundred sold. If you can find places where you can be loud with a hundred. Yeah, people like finding the the places where seems you can like do basement that is the, is the best, is the, yeah, best yeah. thing. But if you could find them, it could be definitely done at that price point. And it, maybe yeah, is this more normal two on bands a podcast to like talk about business. Well, like maybe that's why it. they I got like those it. ideas cool. to do like those what do you guys cruises think? where you like you go on a cruise with the band you like. Yeah, yeah. didn't uh, 
Paramore does that. Yeah. Look, Paramore the, the, the reason why this all works is because when we first started playing, everybody's still yeah. in the weird Nobody mindset. When we first started Nobody's playing, saying. we were doing like we were super poor. We were kids. We were things, you know, shows tickets were five or six dollars. All the people that come to the show were 17 and they, they had to borrow money to come to the show. You know, th this is what we came out of is ultra cheap. We have no money. If you charge over $10 for a shirt, you're being greedy. Yeah. Like this is what it was like when we started. Okay. We're older. Our fans are older. Now they're software engineers. <laughs> they can, uh, you know what I mean? They have kids and houses and real jobs. So they, they, a they lot of them. They just want to go out. And play, and I mean, because we, we, we spent all show. last year doing shows for $10 because we spent the, la the year before that, we did a bunch of shows for $50. So, I mean, some people can't afford that, but you'd be shocked at how many people would pay $50 and that's not a big deal. And they get a sit or two and take an Uber and go buy drinks and still come pay $50 to see your show if it's going to be quality cool enough cool like enough you want to go spend fifty dollars at chili's or you want to go to this legendary yeah. thing over here i yeah. always legendary. prefer a house show than a club show to be honest i don't care like we're at a part behind a club right now i don't care about going in there and being in there i just <laughs> yeah. don't care like i would i like sitting in a bar that's pretty fun but if i'm gonna play a show i think a house show or a basement is more fun to me it just is i don't that's, care because it's never that the sound's so amazing at these small bars that I'm oh the, the production and everything so much better yeah and this the local sound guy's so rad you luck up and get some that are good but for the most part you're it, it wouldn't have mattered if if it, the sound was shit and there weren't any lights the show would have been legendary right y'all show would have been legendary either way it wasn't yeah. that the yeah. any production or anything it was that it was small and unique and so I would always choose to because when we started our, doing our bands basement. we were playing in garages and basements so there's a sense yeah. in which that's kind of what it was designed for. And then, of course, you can put it on a big stage, but, like, it's weird. Like, I was telling them before when I saw Under Oath play with Bring Me the Horizon in the arena for 6,000 people, they were unbelievable. Like, they awesome. totally killed that. And I was just thinking, if we were on this show, it would be so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it, would it, be, so dumb, it would just yeah. look so dumb. Okay, there's nothing I could do up on that big stage and do like that. But... I love playing in the, the smaller, almost the smaller the better is kind of what I'm thinking now. That's just where I'm at. For I mean, I, it's fun playing on the big stage. But do you guys ever do like a generator stage at Cornerstone? I don't think so. No, we never. But did. I've seen that some. Is, I saw Blindside do that. And it was amazing. Yeah, so we I'm did. About you do that. We Haste today did like a, um, a like we were on the main stage, which we we are not the band to be on the main stage. Oh, that it's was just the too worst. Big. Yeah, it's we way too big. We, we, played played right we don't know how to terrible, do it. Right? Yeah. When we played, it was right after you. Was yeah, same, that's same right. Day. It was, it was that right. terrible. Yeah. That day we did a, a generator show, like generator stage show, yeah. like a couple hours before. And that was so much more fun and mm -hmm. so much more speed, uh, so much easier to engage with the crowd. Cause that's what like, at least, you know, rock and roll is, Engaging yeah, my with the theory crowd. on that is something about the you. If you go to a big place, even if it has the best PA, you're not hearing. Once you don't hear sound from the stage, and you're only hearing it from mains, there's a that's a big big yeah. difference. So small clubs, you have raw stage sound and a sound system helping out. Right. But when you when you're in a place with a barricade and the thing, it doesn't matter how nice the array system is or whatever. If you're not hearing any sound from a guitar cab or a drum hit, like, you know, when you hear a drum be hit, is something captured there that doesn't get captured and reproduced in a speaker. Right. When that isn't there, that that's when it's really maybe it's too big. So yeah. the, you really want the sound, you want to have it to be a combination of the sound on stage 
yeah. and then some PA. That, that's like the best. You want it to get. do a little bit of ear damage, just a tiny just a bit, bit, just yeah. a small amount. Yeah. Although that house show that we played the other night, my ears were ringing for two days after that. Anybody else? Were your ears ringing forever, or am I just? I have a bruise on my now? leg. That counts. Uh, I thought I was gonna. That counts. I thought I was gonna actually die <laughs> while I was playing it. Why wow. you were tired? I was out wearing. I forgot to. Yeah, out of shape. Forgot to take <laughs> off my hoodie and put on a t-shirt. I keep looking at those pictures, wondering why you're wearing that hoodie. Because I couldn't get back through the crowd, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just play this show in the hoodie." Do you and just then, wear a hoodie, no shirt under? Yeah, there's no shirt under it. That's what I'm saying. No <laughs> shirt under it, and so I'm. I, I mean, you I can't look, go shirtless. I look terrible. I, no, I thought there was a he moment could, where I was like, "Fuck no. it," like. It doesn't matter. I'm married, and it'll shame my family <laughs> if I take my shirt off. I was but, standing with your wife. But if I don't, but I was like, if I don't, I might <laughs> die. Your children would be horrified. You're gonna I might you. die. Have you ever? I do it sometimes. I've done this a couple of times where I haven't paid attention on a cold winter tour and be dressed too warm or be wearing wool socks. Even freaks me out. But one time, it was cold, cold on some winter tour, and for some reason, I was wearing long underwear under my clothes. Like thermals, oh, and I just uh, I thought that's really cold. Got loaded in and got loaded out. I was wearing thermal long underwear under my jeans and played the show, and it was the I thought I was was going to die. <laughs> I like the you know, sounds horrible. Some of y'all remember this, but I hurt my neck really badly on that one tour. Really early on, we were with uh, uh, Alexis on Fire and uh, Silverstein or whatever. Something popped in my neck and I couldn't move. I, we, we did not take me to the hospital and I laid in the back of our van for three days, not moving. And then uh, after that, the doctor said, uh, your neck, it'll probably get better or something. Here's a bunch of Percocet. So for probably three months, I would take a Percocet before the show, drink a shitload of beer and then wear a, a heavy winter jacket the entire show. And the heat made my neck feel better. And so I did that for three months. And now I heard that that's bad. <laughs> that hurts I didn't bad. know it was bad then. Drinking alcohol oh, and, and doing Percocet. Percocet. <laughs> Wait, okay. I heard that causes cancer. Yeah, that could like yeah. maybe kill you. I did it for at least three months. Like <laughs> I would go, okay, here's my Percocet. And I would drink a shitload of beer. <laughs> and nothing would happen. I thought like, oh, I'd feel real woozy and crazy. Nothing even happened. I mean, it's like Tylenol, you know, you you're not supposed to drink. I, know, I thought I should take two Percocets. <laughs>
listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast. That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.